Transcend Podcast. I'm here with the regular podders who are, who are surrounding the pound jar, which is a swear jar in the middle. That's uh, standard one pound per swear word, double tax for any C-bombs, which does include the place down the road, which we'll be talking about plenty, I'm sure, today. Uh, if we go around the circle and introduce ourselves, to the left we have... Oh, I'm not normally first, this is weird. Uh, Liam 2. Liam 2. Cat. Matt. Fraser. Paul. And, yeah, I'm, I'm Liam. I don't know if I, if I said that, but I have now. I'm Liam 1. Uh, so, on to, from the last podcast, um, we then played Rochdale and absolutely stormed them. Um, Newcastle went through in the FA Cup, great game. Went on an incredible run, uh, including a competition we don't care about, beating the people down the road and Milton Keynes. Um, if we sum up all of those games together and just chat about them before we talk about the, the more recent ones, um, any highlights from those? Um, just nah. a couple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, we did beat the Pride of the West Country, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, beating that lot. That was quite fun. Mm-hmm. I've said I think it was better that they went 1 0 up because it made it funnier in the end. Yeah. And um, the red card that was never a red card. Yeah. <laughs> just because it was him. See his little disappointed face again. How is it every time we play them? How does it feel? It feels like it's written, you know, it's a scripted thing, doesn't it? Yeah. All of the things happen that we want to happen. Yeah. Come back from 1-0 down. That, that's right not down. forever though, Liam. I'll say that. It has forever. Oh, I think, okay. I think that's how it works uh, this, is, this is like a, a... It feels like the last 10 years against them has been karma for all of the period of time before then. It's brilliant. And all the times <laughs> they made fun of us when we were in the conference. Ha! Yeah, yeah, especially... Enjoy it. Enjoy it, yeah. yeah. We'll write your little guide. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so much has happened with them. They had a little statement um, from, oh, from their more statements. <laughs> yeah, but their, their statement made ours look really professional and well organised. <laughs> <laughs> it was just sort of a bit... Um, uh, well, this might start sounding like their podcast, but we won't go on about them for too long. Um, theirs was a bit sort of come on, we need to rally the troops and stuff before another two losses and a draw against Golden. <laughs> yeah, Golden. you've got to remember, they can't handle the reality of being in the league. Yeah, that yeah. is true. And it's not really <laughs> Vig's fault that he loses concentration when the not crowd really so are really noisy. noisy. Yeah, it's really loud. Thank goodness he wasn't at Middlesbrough. Um, so yeah, funny that that's the, that's the highlight one. Obviously it's them, but we did beat Newcastle 3-0 on Rochdale. 4-0, considering they hadn't lost, oh, they'd won 10 straight games at home, hadn't they, and were absolutely storming it, and then just didn't turn up, really. Um, and then with Newcastle, they seemed to put out some some decent players and bring a few on, and Shelby hid <laughs> as much as the game as possible. His hood cave. Yep. Um, but they, it was like they... Felt they could just turn up and, and win it. They didn't come out and warm up properly. Um, and, and, yeah, it was just a bit haphazard, really. I wish I could watch my Mitrovic again. Yeah, tripping over the ball, that was good. The penalty save, well done, Eastwood. So, but he yeah, that's put one straight at Eastwood, he'd fallen over the ball, went through one and one. You just thought, yeah. no, Eastwood's, Eastwood's got this one. Yeah, and he did. What a guy. Um, what a guy. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other than that, we are um, in a reserve competition. <laughs> a game away from Wembley after beating Bradford. Um, we beat MK in the last minute. Always a great way to win a game. And then we lost two in a row. Um, I'll, I'll keep on saying we'll never beat a Phil Brown team. <laughs> we just can't do it. If we do, it it'll be right in the playoff final. In the sense that it was pretty even. And whoever got that first goal, and it should have been us. How Martinez managed to hit it over, I have no idea. Um, and Shea hit the post as well, didn't he? Yeah, how that The inside of the post, yeah. I mean, that's a centimetre from going in off the post. That back lane is... Yeah. Again, we seem to just do that against Southend. It was the same at their place earlier in the season. We do it time and time again. We, we, you know, we'll absolutely batter them. And then well, you come out of it going... competitions. Yeah, exactly. You come out of it going, I don't know how we didn't win that game, let alone lose it. Yeah. It's just, that's just the curse of Southend. You know, a lot of some people say, I remember seeing a, a tweet saying, if that's what I have to... If we have to take defeat against Southend every single time, in exchange for beating Swindon every time, I'll Ooh, take that. That's oh, that's powerful. Oh, we can yeah. have an amnesty on this one, otherwise no, we're never going to do it. Everybody, we talked about the game and everybody avoided managing to say it. Come on. <sighs> that's my hard-earned penny. <laughs> uh, and then we played Middlesbrough. Um, we were all there, because I saw you all there. We were there for Paul's birthday. Happy birthday, Paul. Um, uh, however, it was Paul's fault we lost, because <laughs> I kid you not, Within 10 seconds of Paul opening his mouth and saying to me, no matter what happens now, we leave this game with our heads held high, Middlesbrough then scored the winner. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was... Yeah. So, talking about that game, um, I, it's difficult to avoid the fact that we had a, a perfectly good goal disallowed. Um, but... With the sliding doors effect, had we scored that goal, we wouldn't have had the best 58 seconds of away game. It was just, it was brilliant. Yeah, that, that minute of time. I think when celebrations turn into hilarity, yeah. that's when it's the, the best, it's the pinnacle. Matt, you were just, just laughing. You were sat just in front of us, but you disappeared for about a minute after the second goal. I ended up about eight rows in, in, in front of you and yeah. dangling over the barriers at the front. It was... But it was, it was great because I celebrated and you celebrated, and then when you returned to your seat, we celebrated together <laughs> after the goal. It was, uh, yeah, it was just, I think it wasn't like when you see cup games and everyone's turned up because it's a cup game. It was proper Oxford fans who go to the home games and do get involved and it was just three and a half thousand of them up in Middlesbrough and I thought it was great. I think the fact that it was so far away put off a lot of the casual fans so it was the all of the diehards yeah which yeah it made it it made for a ridiculous atmosphere. It was kind of like Carlisle without the nerves because it was mm. a, a, a free game. And surely that minute where the two goals went in with the exception of the derby uh, a few weeks ago, that those three minutes where the two goals went in, that must be the best moment of the season so far, surely. Uh, I can't think of a better moment. It's certainly up there. No, I think you're right. I think that the turnaround at the county ground and... That was good. The, You've got the, everything well, you I mean, say has to, to be rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> From now on, <laughs> that's to be it. The turnaround. 
at the counter ground. I was trying to avoid saying the S word. Yeah. <laughs> now I think that's one of those games. You know, there are those games that that you remember. I'm I'm crap at remembering games, and people will say, you know, even from last season, somebody will say, "Do you remember this game?" I say, "Not really." There, there are but some there are that certain ones that, that stay. Um, yeah, I think Middlesbrough will definitely be those. One of those ones in ten years' time where. The 3,000 crowd has doubled. A bit like we said about Carlisle, that everybody will have gone to that game whether they did or not. I think yeah, that yeah. will be one of those games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, and then to bounce back and beat Charlton, uh, not the most convincing performance. Matt, you were there. What was the, uh, what was the game like? Yeah, we, we rode our luck a little bit at times, but it was, it was a real... I mean, that game, more than any, any other, I think, or certainly that result... Is is is, an, is I think has given people and given me a bit of belief for for you know this this, this playoff charge and seeing us as actual contenders that we can go we can go away to to Charlton, rest three or four players and still and win the Informed game. Informed players as well. Yeah, you know, it's first. I think that's the first time first game this season Maguire hasn't started or something. Yeah, like. and, then, and it's the first one Halls. Um, not started since the first one he started back from his injury. So if it's something like 16 games in a row he's played after a nine-month layoff. Yeah. Mm. So pretty incredible. Uh, and Scar's back in, uh, hadn't played since Newcastle, and, and to jump straight back in and do 90 minutes, that's, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, it was, it was a bit tough, so it's back lucky. Well. Um, and then what a goal by uh, Adelaide. What a goal. It's literally just goal. looking at him. You know, he picked the ball up and you're just sort of yelling at everyone, just someone give him an option, give him, and they, no one did, so he did the only thing he could do, which was shoot. You know, he didn't expect that to go in. In fact, it didn't look like it was going in. I thought it was going wide. Then I thought it was hitting the post. Then I thought, oh, it hit the post, it's coming back out again. It was the most unlikely goal I've seen all season, I think. It reminded me a bit of Bulldogs against Wimbledon last year, back to what you were saying about how people ask about games um, in the last minute. It was from slightly closer in. Um, Bulldogs was, but it was it sort of bounced a few times. Hit the did he do his little love heart celebration? Was it that game? Uh, I remember more celebrations than I remember. MK Don's through and through, apparently. So yeah, uh, yeah, lost. Nice positive attacking performance for that attacking right back. It's um, sad, isn't it, seeing seeing a player like that being used in that in that way when you think about clearly playing for a draw yeah you think about what Appleton could have got out of him if, if, if he'd had the chance mm. and they were a point behind us weren't they before that game mm-hmm. and, and they were in a really for, good run of form and came for a draw it was bizarre but just absolutely bizarre tactics mm-hmm. I don't understand but I'm so glad that we don't do that now we will go and give anything a go I don't think I've seen us other than maybe the last two minutes, we'll hold the ball in a corner, like against. Yeah, Millwall, we didn't. Yeah, um, but um, that's literally last couple of minutes in far, like top end of the pitch. That's not, you know, forty minutes to go or whatever <laughs> against yeah. a team in your league right next to you. You don't desperately need a point to cling on to survival. Oh, there should be a, a shout out to the. Uh, our fence is older than your club chant. <laughs> well done, whoever did that. Uh, and factual. Yeah, yeah. So. Probably do with a bit of a paint job. I it's uh, plastic, isn't it, their club? Sure. <laughs> yeah, very good. But anyway, we got back from Middlesbrough at 
at um, just before midnight and went back and watched Match of the Day from the beginning and we got to watch um, Oxford on there. Big shout out to the Oxford fan that is Robin Cowan, who was commentating on our game. Thought she did a great job. Well done, Robin. Fantastic. Yeah. Massive achievement to get on Match of the Day. It's incredible, isn't it, for any sports journalist? And I yeah, think to do BBC, she does Five Live as well. Yeah. Having Oxford don't get on Match of the Day very often, and being an Oxford fan and then getting the Oxford game on Match of the Day must just be, that's like it if you were an aspiring commentator, isn't it? That's... Do you know what? It was, it was incredible to hear someone go, oh yeah, they, uh, they beat Swansea last year after going 1-0 down. It's like that. Yeah, she actually knows it. <laughs> it's not yeah, written in yeah. front of her, and more importantly, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> It, she she actually was getting stuff. Interestingly, out. with the disallowed goal, they seem to edit it because on the extended highlights, she did say that's a dubious decision, and they didn't include that in the match of the day highlights. Yeah, it, it was probably She's... because both the pundits went, "That's definitely a goal," so it was just to add that. Yeah. So yeah, well, well done to her for that, and we'll find out if she's a listener because she'll tweet us, tweet us, Robin, and please not, tweet shame us. on you, and we'll record something else next time. <laughs> Should we win on the 1st of March? Are any of us going to Wembley? I, I definitely won't. <laughs> Put that out there. I'm, I'm not even in the country. <laughs> oh, well, that's cheating. Yeah. I, I, was, I spent quite a long time wondering what I'd do. And I think I made up my mind after the Bradford game. Because it's the closer we get to Wembley, I think I might have said this to you when we were at Middlesbrough as well, the closer we get to Wembley, the angrier I get about the whole situation. In the beginning, I was a bit pissed off. It was stupid. It was ridiculous, blah, blah. And now, I genuinely... If I went to Wembley, I would not enjoy it because of everything that I feel that has gone before. And that's what I'm angry at. I'm, I'm actually angry that they made me feel this way about potential silverware. And watching the possibility of John Lundstrom or not watching John Lundstrom lift a trophy at Wembley, and makes me so angry that I have even vaguely conflicted feelings about that. Yeah. I remember so I don't think I will, because I've, I just feel uncomfortable there, because I haven't gone to any of the other games, and I've been fairly outspoken about it. And it, I'm not, I wouldn't be boycotting it because I, I don't want to go. I'd be boycotting it because I genuinely f don't feel comfortable about it. And, yeah. But this, I mean, this time last year, obviously, when we when we got to Wembley in the same competition, do you remember that the sort of the celebrations after the Millwall game and and the, the kind of the buzz and the excitement well, around we did going, a Wembley going to Wembley special? Got yeah. exactly. And and I don't, don't think don't think we'll be doing that. No, this time. like look at like Coventry have done that this year. Yeah, and but, they've become very much the laughing stock of the lower league. So I I really hope that. But and they're Oxford doing it purely it. because they may not have a club this time next year. And that's what their opinion is. A lot of those that are going are so seeing it as a one last hurrah. Well, you know, yeah, I don't, so. don't sympathise with scabs. That's very <laughs> 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 that out there. Um, but like, you know, I think, you know, if we, if we, if we beat Luton in that semi-final, what, what, you know, what annoys me is that the next day that there'll be some celebrating, but there, there's going to be a lot of infighting. There's going to be a lot of people saying, I'm not going, you know, and those who go are, 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 are kind of, well, are scabs. <laughs> and, then, and there'll be others going, I can't believe you're not going, you know, you support the club. You know, and I don't like that, that, that 
the, the fan base is going to be sort of torn in half yeah. by, by something that should be a cause for celebration. I think if people want to go, then fine. You know, don't push your opinions on other people. That is what a podcast is, though. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, if, if Oxford get through to the final, I hope they win it because it's a lot of money that they can get for winning the competition. Um, but I, I won't be there. Yeah. Anyway. That isn't that sad? Yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, I'll probably, I'll, well, I will, I'll watch the Luton game on TV. But I will be happy that we've won if, if we win the whole thing. I'll, and I will genuinely be sad watching Oxford on TV when mm. I could have been there and yet still. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. It's I wonder if anyone's going to start. I want to go into a hood cave. Well, uh, even thinking about it, that's it. Just but next year's tournament is already penciled in. Apparently, uh, there's they definitely penciled in a group stage. Apparently, B teams will be involved. There still has to be. There's going to be a vote on it, isn't there, at the end of the season? And that's why you know a lot of there's a lot of people argue whether, about whether we should boycott or not, and whether you know all the, they say all all the under twenty three teams are are out of the of the competition now. So we don't, you know the boycott's over. Until the decision is made, as far as I'm concerned, the boycott stands. But surely, um, if there's a group stage, there must be B teams involved, because otherwise why are you giving us a format that gives us more games than what the JPT did, and one of your aims was to give us fewer fixtures throughout the season? Breathe. <laughs> Again, you're trying to use logic to They didn't use logic to come up no, with this. No, I know. Format, not I know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if there's going to be, because it'll be Oxford on, on Sky, and they will be for the Bolton game as well, if there are going to be some crazy odds on whether Michael Appleton will lift some dumbbells during the game. And, uh, <laughs> Dumbbell gate. Yeah. Already getting that in there, sorry Matt. <laughs> what grinds Matt's gears? That was the, like the ever-changing <laughs> jingle for what yeah, Ryan's Matt's I think it's changed once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is a recording. That was... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, obviously, anyone who watched... Ray Max on, the spittle's going to fly. He's winding <laughs> up for right, it already. Here we go. Ready? Pad out. Um, so I, I'm sure all of everyone has seen us on, on Match of the Day by now. How nice is it to see us on match of the day? That was that was good. I enjoyed good. that right up until the moment that it finished, and um, we had to go back to the studio for their um, god awful analysis. And I am well, I I dislike. Um, I've probably talked about it before, but I dislike kind of the studio format for highlights shows anyway because I don't really, think, especially for the football league, when you've got seventy two clubs to cover, because you're not offering any insight there, and. Uh, Certainly, when, when you end up having uh, Trevor Sinclair um, calling us Oxford City. Yeah. Which, like, I know is, I know is, you know, I think he even tweeted afterwards, so, you know, at least you know it's live and these mistakes, these mistakes sort of sometimes happen. And I can kind of accept that sometimes. But he's done exactly the same thing before. I think he's done it, like, on TV two months ago. <laughs> it, like, it's not, it's not difficult to, to kind of... At least, 
check the names of the clubs you're supposed to be analysing. You're supposed to be an expert guess. Well, you you pay see good quite money. a lot. They say, oh, the uh, goalkeeper, and they obviously don't know the names of the, of, of the lower league players. And this is what this is what sort of worried me when... They did got... in the Newcastle game, didn't they? They referred to Eastwood constantly as yes. the goalkeeper. Yeah, the Oxford United goalkeeper. Um, and it worries me when you get Premier League refs when it's a game like against Middlesbrough because he's going to be calling the Middlesbrough players by their first names and then the Oxford players by their numbers. Um, and, and you get that. And then to have it in the studio and you think that's, that is your job, to know their names and what they're supposed to be doing and not just reel off facts you've sort of been told, especially when you say Oxford City and it's Oxford United. That happens surprisingly often. I don't know, like, you see, I see it quite a lot. Just random, randomly, you know, when when you have kind of various media outlets covering covering Oxford games or mentioning an Oxford game, all the time seems to come up as Oxford City. Or the BBC who listed our third goal scorer against Newcastle and our second goal scorer, so a month apart or whatever it is, our second goal scorer at Middlesbrough as Pike. Who's Pike? Who's okay. Pike? Uh, he is a different West Ham loanee who's on loan somewhere else. And somebody's decided that that's who we have on loan. And oh, twice crazy. now they've put the name Pike down as our scorer when it's Martinez. I wonder how that happens, because I can, I can almost, well, I can kind of understand that happening to the Newcastle game. It was, he'd only just joined, hadn't he? And I think it was his debut. And, and maybe someone's mixed up. But, like, how do you make the same, the exact same mistake again a month later? Like, then, I don't know, is there like a kind of a, I wonder if there's like a system that, that where, it's, where it's been entered or... Being the FA Cup weekend last week, it's crap we keep hearing about the top. Uh, oh, the, um, the magic from the cup is gone, no one cares about the FA Cup anymore. What? Sorry, some teams in the Premier League don't care about it anymore. For Everyone else still does care about it, you know. I mean, for, for us, for Oxford, it's been the last two sort of tournaments have been some of the best. Well, in, even in that game against history, really. West Brom. Was that in the, that the FA Cup, Cup or the League Cup? Yeah. He, either way, you play that higher opposition, and and Map seems to have a good way of, well, of doing this. Well, you could say Middlesbrough took it. I mean, the squad they played was yeah. not far off. You know, they, yeah, they had a few changes, but it wasn't like Newcastle did, where they put a third. You know, in some cases, a third string out. But I think the favourite thing I saw from the Newcastle game was the average age of the. Oxford 11 oh, was 24.9 and the average age of the Newcastle was 25.5 so why yeah, can't Newcastle yeah, yeah. beat these Oxford youngsters yeah. <laughs> but Middlesbrough put out not far off you know a, yeah. a first team and they certainly once they brought their subs on mm -hmm. to try and win the game there's this arrogant opinion that goes around from pundits you know the people the clubs at the top don't seem to care about the cup anymore that no one else does because all they see as individuals are the clubs at the top. Everyone else is just everyone else, you know. Yeah. And that's oh, keep oh, the cut the magic from the cup's gone. Is it really? Is it? I don't. I don't know that three and a half thousand Oxford fans who travelled a five hundred mile round trip think it's gone. To be honest, but yeah. Okay. Well, there it? are 500, 500 clubs or something like that into into the FA Cup every year, and four hundred ninety of them really care about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you can extend it. Say the top six of the. Well, in fact, the top six, quite a few of them are still in it, so they are taking it seriously. And then you've got the people of, it's the people who are fighting relegation don't take it seriously because it's more, it's, it, you, they get more money from staying in it. And it's also the top two or three from the championship. Like, you look at Leeds 
uh, Brighton and Newcastle all went out in the same round because mm. they they make so much if they go up. But that's it's one of the issues I have with football now, and it's a little bit like you said it about winning the paint pot trophy. It's not even a paint pot anymore. It's a repairman's pot trophy. <laughs> yeah. Um, about the, it's a lot of money, and I kind of feel like that's that's a bit sad when that's what what we've been trained by TV to look at, and it's that thing of yeah, going going up's worth a huge amount of money. It's winning the FA Cup, mm. you know. That's that's in history. It's that's it's, we were talking about before we put the mics on about uh, Leicester. Um, would their fans take winning the league and then being relegated next year? I would, because th- how often do you get those moments in? Not quite just like the, sorry, it was like the debate with Wigan a few years ago, wasn't it? When they got to the cup final, and it was Dave Whelan asked, "Would you rather?" win the FA Cup and go down or lose the final and stay up. I think he said win the cup and go down, which is the fans seemed to hate at the time, but it was, well, when are we, when are we realistically going to get to the final again? We can be in the Premier League again, you know? I just think that's, that's what's lost the magic, is actually the point when fans get swept up in that, yeah, of course, to Daryl Ailes will look at it and, you know, bank balances are really important. But they shouldn't be the most important thing to fans. This has turned into a what grinds cats gears. They, they shouldn't be the most important well, thing for us. Winning a cup or you know going to Middlesbrough and having the big day out, which was more because of how many we took than where we were. We could play them next year. But we, we, but it was a great atmosphere anyway. Even when we were two 0 down before that magic minute, it was still great. It, like before the game, it was still great. And then. Like the journey home wasn't as great as it could have been. Winning helped. Yeah, that that all of that. Everybody was happy. Everyone in that in the crowd. You say the journey home. It it was sad when that. It was depressing when that goal went in. But I I didn't leave that ground with anything but a lot of pride in it. Oh yeah, I was. I wasn't really that down on the way home. I I welled up a couple of times during the game. I definitely could have cried if I wanted to, but I didn't because I was at the football. Well, exactly, yeah. Well, hard. Right, on we move to our latest feature, which is Player of the Pod. Uh, There are a couple of contenders. Do we we, we need to bother with this one? Well, Eastwood did save a penalty. Yeah. But, but I can't do emojis on here, but it's a heart heart eyes emoji for yeah, Ryan Ledson. because he even saved on the line. What like what was that like watching that against Charlton? That was a heart and mouth moment. It just like it looked like it was again. It looked like it was it was the far end. Every all the action happened at the far end. It was it wasn't great, but it was it was a, it was a long way away. And I thought oh, that's in. It's in. I've watched that back to... quite a lot of times, and I don't understand how he got to it. It was such a well-placed header. Yeah. And he seemed, he didn't seem to jump early. He seemed to just jump into it. Yeah. And it's just... It was boring. like instinct. It, like, the, the guy's amazing. But on the back of, was it, he broke his nose, reportedly, two minutes into the derby. I saw you, I saw you think, like, oh, what, what word can I use? Um, and they were preparing Rothwell to come on, and he just went, nah, stick a bit of tissue up. I can do this. Yeah. Uh, like and dripping with blood th- against Southend. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's just what... And what absolutely ran that midfield. On the, the, I'm going to just going to say it and use the penny because it's worth it for, for him. Um, 
absolutely ran the midfield against Swindon. Yeah, uh, and, and he scored a cracking goal against Rochdale. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. That was so long ago. I forgot yeah. about that. Recently, um, it, it has come out today, but obviously uh, the podcast will need editing, so it'll be a couple of days before it's out, or a day, whatever. Um, he's said that he'd rather be in the playoff push than go away to the under twenties World Cup. Well, it's not for the World Cup; it's for the. The, um, the, the lead-up games, the lead up but, games but if he didn't play in them, he may not be picked. Yeah. And he, he said that he would rather take the risk that he yeah. wouldn't be picked to play in the World Cup. But just the more I hear about <laughs> that guy, the more I like him. Yeah. He's only been here a few months and already, you know, he just seems to have a real passion. And we own right. him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's our player. He is ours, as is Rothwell, who can't get near the squad. But, yeah, uh, um, which is a shame because he, he was putting together some good form. Got a bit of a knock, so Ledson went in, and then Ledson's just been insanely good. So yeah, but I mean, just you know, going going back on 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 that about a player we, we don't know, Martinez. Remember when he first came came into the club, and like I remember seeing his first tweet after like his first game was kind of like, yeah, it was great to play for Oxford. Oh, and well done, West Ham or whatever. And now like you see him <laughs> tweeting, he's like, come on, yellows. Yeah, yeah like, the, um, after after the derby game, he tweeted. Like all in capital letters. Families. Love this team. Love this club. Love the fans. Yeah, I so don't like know yellow fans. Said that that means, but <laughs> <laughs> it's working. Uh, and then before the, it was before the Charlton game, he tweeted like game day. Come on, you yellows with a big mm. with the yellow heart. Oh uh, yeah, massive like, game tonight. Like yeah. for for someone to acknowledge that, I know a lot of the Premiership players are. Oh, this is a media output, so we've got to do it. But I. I Kind of feel that the togetherness. Well, the, of the way group he is celebrated at Middlesbrough didn't look like he was just sort of going through the motions. No. So. Yeah, it's it's good to see. Um, and I think that's that's all to do with the way the squad are together. They obviously have this unit that they all are. There's not these cliques that you've had before. It does seem to be everybody goes together. Yeah, if if someone scores, then. So, any other business before we move on to the uh, sort of the bit that everyone's been waiting for in Fraser's phone? We haven't mentioned Michael Afton's cut eye. Yeah, oh, the mysterious yeah. tunnel incident. I don't think Ooh. we will ever discover what happened in the tunnel. No. Is it still being investigated by the FA? They've it? asked for statements, I believe. Then I, I don't believe that um, the fourth official or any of the officials could have seen it. It basically so. means no one knows what happened. Yeah. And we're clearly not going to The question say is... We're just going to point and laugh quietly. Would you, would you in any way cause harm to Michael Appleton? Not, like, ignoring the fact that he's, that he's the Oxford manager, so we love him anyway. Look at the man. Would you in any way... Try to bother him. Well, <laughs> I think from a distance, if I was really upset, I might chuck a bottle at him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I don't think I, I can't imagine it was fisticuffs up close because I'd come up to like his belly button. Also, you know, imagine if it was their goalkeeper. Surely, the more harm would be to keep him playing. Apparently, someone threw a bottle to him. He tried to catch it, and that was the. Uh, <laughs> there was too much noise, he couldn't do it. Uh, so, <coughs> Fraser, um, yeah. just beaten Charlton 1-0, were yeah. you at the game? No, no I wasn't at the game, no I wasn't. 
Uh, I did listen on the telly um, to the game. I listened to you boys, and it was it was cracking. Um, I think we were. It was unfortunate that we conceded that late goal. Um, you know, we could have done better to defend, but you know, there we go. There we go. Uh, are you talking about the the Ledson? He got to it. He cleared it. Didn't he? Well, I know that Lelford cleared off the line, and um, but uh, and you know my mate said it went in afterwards. So and I believe him. So he okay. wouldn't lie to me. So there we go. Okay. Um, good draw though. Good point on the road. Happy with that. Okay. So uh, McAlealy off the mark. Uh, yeah, Claude McAlealy, cracking signing. Really happy with that. You know, um, glad we we got him in now. So uh, you know he's he's uh, he's we've always needed a replacement for Eastwood. He's never been good enough. You know, great keeper. So I'm re- I'm well happy. Well happy, mate. Okay. Um, uh, well, uh, thanks thanks for that, Fraser. Not a bother. Not a bother. And can I just wish Wilder and the and the squad the best of luck for the rest of the season? You know, being December time, we've got a Christmas period coming up now. So we got we got to boss that, and uh, hopefully get get a, get a few wins under our belts because we haven't won in ages. And uh, you know, yeah, we can, you know, we can, we can boss this. You know, West Thomas keep banging them in, and uh, you know, away we go. Okay, cheers, mate. Pleasure. Cheers, Thanks. mate. Um, so, if we talk about the upcoming games, ignoring the reserve competition, uh, we've got Chesterfield, Bristol Rovers, Sheffield United, and then Oldham. Um, recently, we've done the next three games and a point prediction. We all went for. Four points, pretty much last time. Oh no, Matt did. We went for six or seven, and we all we were all wrong because it was nine. Um, so Chesterfield, Bristol Rovers, Sheffield United. Seven. Seven. Wow. Who aren't we beating? I think probably the Sheffield one. Oh. I think we're going to get six. To be honest, um, I think we should have enough to win on Saturday. I think we'll actually beat Bristol Rovers, um, mm-hmm. but I think. The C bomb knows exactly what uh, he's going to turn up and be him. He's going to be like Phil Brown, yeah. He's going to park that bus. He's going to lob long balls. And uh, don't get me wrong, don't misquote me. I absolutely love Mike Wappers and everything about him, but I still don't think we're that good against crap footballing teams. I still think we struggle against Wimbledon's and physical teams who try to bully us. Um, I think we'll get there, but I still think currently we struggle against that sort, so I'm, I'm going to say six, I'm afraid. You sounded worryingly like a Fraser phone in for parts of that. <laughs> I think it was the, don't, don't quote me on it, don't, don't, don't misunderstand yeah, me. Don't misquote me, don't misquote her, understand it, me. Um, Matt? Um, well, I really want to kind of break out from this whole four points Matt thing. But I also think we're going to get four points. <laughs> uh, so I'm in a, in a dilemma. But um, Where are we dropping points? Well, we're obviously not used to Wilder. That's the way round the pound in the jar, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, just because we can't, we can't beat, beat that guy. He, know, he knows exactly how to play that our type of team. That's just that's what he does. Footballing side. Yeah, exactly. He knows how to ruin football. Um, so that's that's gone. I've already written that one off. I think I think we should we should beat Chesterfield. Uh, there's a part of me that there is a part of me that's thinking, well, we've just had a really good away win. We'll probably screw up the next one. But that's just that's just me being negative. But I, 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 I'm predicting three points for that one, and I just think we'll draw against Bristol Rovers, and I think that would be a decent result actually. You know, I know it probably doesn't sound. Having positive home home draw, but they're you know they're again they're a side that we always just seem to struggle against. 
Uh, when you first said the three fixtures, I immediately went four points and then felt really bad for it. I just think we've been on such a good run. At some point, we're going to have a little ropey spell again. Mm-hmm. So, so all the same. Exactly the yeah. same. Yeah. It's just because I want to copy Matt. Because he was so right at the end of last season when he predicted four points from our last three games. Yeah. It worked. The same. <laughs> I reckon I'm going to be optimistic. I reckon we beat... And his friends. playing for him. And his gang. Um, his crew. His crew. Oh, he's got a crew, hasn't his he? His posse. Yeah, it's the sunglasses. Yeah. It's the shade brigade, as I call it. So I reckon we'll beat them and him. Um, and then we'll do some other football stuff. It'll be amazing, and we'll go for six points. Six points. Yeah, all these ones. Look at the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> We've like one third of the season left, but now there's 15 games to go, aren't there? Yeah, so just under one third. Does anyone in the room honestly believe we will sneak into the playoffs? I Nine think... wins. That's what um, Appleton said. Ten wins before <coughs> yeah. Tuesday. So nine the the thing, and if you look back at the last however many league games, we, it's picked up so much. But it's it's whether we're ready to go up. That's I'm a big just part. Ask that. What do you think? Do you think we're not ready to go up, are we? Well, I'm sure. Didn't Daryl say in that interview recently that the smallest budget in the championship is 11 million? Yeah, and our current one, it's between two and a half and three. So does he have eight million pounds? To... I can't see Burton's. I was going to say, surely Burton. Burton's thing being eleven million, unless oh. all of a sudden seven million comes from TV, which it might do. In which case. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I, I just imagine that the 11 is Rotherham and that's why Rotherham are where they are and playing like they are. But that's that's a complete guess. I reckon we'll get seven. I think we'll draw against Sheffield United. But we are, um, if we can get 10 points from the next four games, which is a big ask, we're on target for our eight points and five. Um, across the season? Yeah. Does it average out? Doesn't yeah. It? So that's how much our form's picked up. When you consider how far we dropped back. Um, they are doing that. I saw a picture of Appleton being mm. interviewed and behind him he had the eight points and five points. Five points was to avoid relegation, I think, mm-hmm. and then eight points was for the playoffs. Yeah. So it is, like, that is doable. I know that, that there aren't any um, sort of easy games. It's a bit of a cliche, but... Um, well, you're getting into the stage the as well. Are turning that you're going to be playing sides that aren't playing for anything. Yes. Well, well, and you look which at... Which is a different mentality altogether. The last run-ins that Appleton has done, obviously look at last season, we needed to win the last three, we did. But the season before, the last, what, 12, 15 games were insane. The form we got on. And it led us into last season the way it did. And, you know, it's, it is doable. But again, he's, got, he's built that core of the squad, so... If we do make it into the playoffs and, you know, even possibly get promoted, then fantastic. If not, we've got a core of a squad that could really do something next season. We've just got to hold on to a lot of those players. Like, Legends Arsenal, I think, for a few years. I think he signed a three-year contract as mm. well. Oh, it was two with an option. Which, Roof was uh, three years um, and obviously got a, just put his value up. Yeah, so. and we got an option on um, Lunny as well. Yeah, Lunny and Serbs, we've got options on. Um... Obviously, Dunkley and Maguire are ongoing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, 
Thanks very much, everyone, for listening at home or in the car, wherever you're listening. Thank you. At work. Sneaky. Getting paid for that. Um, before we do go, congratulations to Joe, who hasn't been on the podcast for a, a little while, but he's, uh, he's had a, a little baby boy, baby George, who's mm-hmm. going to be future Oxford United captain in the Premiership. Um, have you seen Joe play football? It's <laughs> <laughs> less likely. Um, so yeah, congratulations Joe. It, it does mean that um, he's not going to be on the podcast for a little while, but uh, big congratulations there. And uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening and we'll be back again soon. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.